Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents... A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. It does fog up, though. Oh. So you're just steeping in your own mouth juices right now? So delicious all the time. Oh, yeah, I bet. Well, I mean... Can you tell what I am? You know, it is for the best that you told me before we started. (laughs) Not because you are not a depiction of wonder, but just because I thought maybe you were like a take on the Oscar statuette, which was, (laughs) I understand, you're giving an Oscar for the performance, for everyone's performance in the end of the book. Um, oh, okay, interesting. Which, yeah, because you are very scary. You make me think, I thought you were going to funny games me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think you uh, are, should trust me more than that. But I want you, but don't you want, honestly, is there any kind of trust better than fear? Yeah, <laughs> truly, I fear you because I respect you. Oh, thank you so yeah. much. You're welcome. I was the cauldron. Yeah, she's the cauldron. She's I'm the, the cauldron. cauldron. I I got it, but that's because like I am like a performance art like it understander. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I just I get it. I'm like, oh, you gonna put some yarn up your holes and stitch. Do you ever see that one where, like, the yarn keeps coming out of her pussy? Over, out of her. <laughs> yeah, and she's sitting there, and she's, like, cr- crocheting with it, and it's all about, like, the like the create I, creation we create with our pussy. I, you know, that makes me think of the thing I saw during college, or right after college, uh, from one of my college friends' performances. A different person at the performance, not my friend, did... Um, a, a modern dance piece where they were like fully nude from the bottom down and then Ooh. began to scoop peanut butter out of a jar and just slap it, slap it, slap it into, into the vagine. And, and what did it represent? I I don't know. Peanut uh, allergies. Beware of peanut allergies. I will tell you, hot, sweaty vagine and peanut butter smells 
and it sent a wafting smell through. Oh God! Wow, visceral. About a year before I should eat peanut butter again. So maybe it was supposed to be like a take on. We're t- destroying peanuts. You're taking the peanuts away from the nature, and mm-hmm. they wanted you to stop eating peanut butter. Oh, man. It's the anti-nut gang. Yeah. Well, I think we call them edgers. That's where I come from. I've had come some on. nuts in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, this is crazy. Yeah. Oh, what's going on down there? <laughs> but you haven't had a spread, have you? Well, you've spread... Speaking of spreading some knots around in the machine, here we are back yes. in the court of Wings and Ruin. Yes. Well, you also haven't guessed who I am, even though I was complaining because my hair is more, my wig was more red and not as chestnut as I was hoping. It is a little bit more red. It looks auburn, which is different characters in this. I searched for chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> I would, in my head, I think chestnut as like a rich brown, right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more red, but it's pretty. It's a pretty wig. Thank you. I'm trying cute. to be Miriam. I like the cut. There's not a lot of fan art about Miriam, and I think that's not fair because I think there's a lot of smut that can be derived from Miriam. Uh, yeah. Especially for making up. I know we don't get the smut in the books per se, but you know, she's keeping that me. She must have some magic. Yeah. Not even and the uh, not even the Akatarpedia has a picture of her. Yeah, so I just kind of guessed. I love that. I kind of made it up, but that's why it doesn't even matter that it's not chestnut. But in my head, I wanted it to be chestnut. I think she do- is supposed to have dark hair, right? Let's see her appearance. Not red. Say that to the chestnut gangs, man. We are anti-nut here. Where well, we're trying to be pro-nut, but there's only so much we can do. <laughs> it's going in the vagines. It's wow. not going on the hair. It's not even, they don't even have her appearance. Maybe there is no actual description of her appearance. Well, there is now, bitches, and it's chestnut as shit. But also <laughs> red? Yes. <laughs> Bordering on red. Bordering on red. But this I is, like your cauldron fit. Um, your fashion is undeniable. I did have all of this just in my house. I didn't purchase anything. So you've this. been you've been taking your time just dressing up as pots and pans while I'm not around. I guess so. I don't know why I had all this stuff. I mean, we do have a costume room, okay. Yes, and I will also say, um, speaking of cauldrons, in The Sims, because I do play The Sims of Our Lives, and in your home, I do have a cauldron in the middle of your living room, and uh, it does constantly have mac and cheese inside of it. I heard, and I support every second of that. (laughs) I just want to make sure you're getting your intake of mac and cheese in The Sims world. And I really appreciate that you're looking out for my health in that way. You're welcome. Man, we left everybody in quite a predicament last week. Oh! Did we ever. You know, when I tell you I was beside myself at the next, when this next chapter started, oh. I, I didn't, you know, okay. Most of the time you're like, you know an author's not going to kill off a main character. But you never know. I still, I cried. Oh, I cried. Oh, I cried. During this next scene with Feyre, I... Absolutely cried. I think I cried probably several times reading this. Um, Even reading it again, I cried. Yeah, and I was so ready to be furious with this woman. 
Well, this uh, we, author. <laughs> we all have been ruined by Game of Thrones. You know, now oh, like, yeah, you know, right, uh, we never trust ever again. Uh, we'll never trust ever again. I didn't get that spoiled for me, and I'm really glad. Because I just watched it just a couple years ago for the man first time. reading it. I didn't have the Red Wedding spoiled for me, and all of our friends were reading Game of Thrones at the time, and I was a little bit behind everybody else. And I just remember my friend Cap was like, "You'll get to this one spot, and you're gonna want to talk to someone about it." And I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "You're gonna know when you get to it." And then I just remember I was reading it at like three thirty in the morning, and I called him on the phone until he woke up so that I could be like, "What? What?" I it is it is life altering. I can never remember if we've talked about this on the show already or if I've just talked to you without microphones about. This Wait, story. we've never spoken to each other without microphones before. You're right. We save it for here. <laughs> we want to make sure that our Even interaction is pure. Yeah, no, no, no. We haven't spoken in years leading up to this. <laughs> it's so awkward when mm-hmm. we're family friends. Oh, we're still around each other. We just can't speak. Mm-hmm. But I think that we've gotten really good at being like the Jabberwockies. <laughs> Honestly, you're <laughs> giving Jabberwocky. You're giving Jabberwocky. You get that out of here. Get away from me, you creepist. Don't you walkie at me. I don't know what you do under those masks. I don't know where you're looking. I don't trust the Jabberwockies. You heard it here first. I won't go see their show. I won't even go see their free show at Universal. Wow. I don't trust the Jabberwockies. What happens under the mask? Well, they are named after a scary monster in Alice in Wonderland. See? Jabberwockies is a scary thing. Can't trust them. Can't trust that Jabberwocky either. Man, I'm having a lot of trust issues today, and this really comes all back to Rees. Ah, the other thing I was worried about with this storyline was that it, it was going to go, well, let's just see what happens. Oh, God. I had only silence in my head. Only silence as I began screaming. Screaming and screaming and screaming. I was shaking him, screaming his name and shaking him, and my body stopped being my body and just became this thing that held me and this lack of him, and I could not stop screaming and screaming. She feels the presence of Moore and Cassian and Azriel around her, but doesn't acknowledge them. She's struck with the realization that his last I love you to her was really a goodbye. That's why you always say I love you before you, even if the person's walking into the other room, you have to say I love you. You never know what could happen in the other room. Dozens, hundreds of times a day, you must do it. Constantly. Constantly be worried they're going to disappear. And just be like, you know I love you, right? Just ask them every time you see, you know I love you, right? You know that I still love you, right? They love it. They love hearing you that. You won't be driven into madness. She feels arms on her trying to pull her away from Reese's body. And she screams and she lashes out until they let go. Let me near him. No. She knows she can't live with him gone. And as hands reach down towards him, she growls again. But someone tells her they are learning if he can be helped. She turns to Thazan, who only shakes his head. Please, I said, and wasn't sure who I was speaking to. My fingers scraped against Reese's armor, trying to get to the heart beneath. Tarquin kneels down to her and only says, I'm sorry. It was those two words that shattered me. Shattered me in a way I didn't know I could still be broken. A rending of every tether and leash. The words of the surreal rattle through her head. 
stay with the high lord and all will be righted. Uh And it sounds like cruel mockery now. But that word, stay, she reaches and scrambles inside of her to find that last fiber of the tether connecting her to Rizond. Stay, 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 stay. She clings as... I looked up at Tarquin, lip curling back from my teeth, looked at Helion and Thaisan and Baron and Callius, Vivian weeping at his side, and I snarled. Bring him back. They only stare. She screams it again. She knows they've done it once for her. She demands they do it again. Only they don't know what will happen, or if it would help someone who is already fey. She doesn't care. She demands again, and searches inside herself for any road into their heads, not caring if she's violating, even if she has to take over their bodies. But before it can get that far... Tarquin stepped forward. He slowly extended his hand toward me. For what he gave, Tarquin said quietly, today and for many years before. She watches it disappear into Reese's throat. One by one, the other high lords who have all gathered here now step forth and offer up another of their kernels of magic. This time there is no reason to force Baron's hand, and he hesitates. That little bitch. That little bitch. Then Moore is there with a sword at his throat. She tells him she will end his life without a second thought. He sneers at her, but he begins moving, dropping one seed of autumn court onto Reese's skin. She realizes, as High Lady, she should now try, but doesn't know how. She says to everyone and no one. I just imagine her like spitting on him. Like, what do I give him? Like, how do you give a kernel of yourself? Of like, how do? What do I do? What do I just like try and like? I don't know. Get piss on him. Squeeze milk out of my nipples. <laughs> like, get uh, just give him something. No, that she has to ask. She says to everyone and no one. Show me how. Thaisan gently explains, and after a moment of effort, a small seed appears at her finger. All of the high lords and ladies have now given, except one. She turns. Whoa! Tamlin stood there, summoned by either the death of a fellow high lord or one of the others around me. He was splattered in mud and gore, his new bandolier of knives mostly empty. He's emotionless as he watches Feyre lay over Isand, his old enemy and his betrothed. Instead of rage, Feyre is consumed with unending grief. As she turns away from Tamlin and backs over Reese, she weeps and quietly pleads, Please, I will give you anything. Please. Still, Tamlin doesn't move. She begins to rock and chant, Anything. Anything. Steps scuffed on the rocky ground. I braced myself for another set of hands trying to pull me away and dug my fingers in harder. Tamlin stood there, staring down at me, those green eyes swimming with some emotion I couldn't place. Be happy, Pharaoh, he said quietly, and dropped that final kernel of light onto Rizond. Be happy, Pharaoh. 
Man, but at the same time, that's like such a thing that like my narcissist grandmother would say, you know, like, go ahead, be happy. Uh huh. Think about me every time he looks back at you. <laughs> you know that I'm the one that made sure he's alive. But maybe that's just the, again, uh, Catholic guilt that I uh, dealt with. No, no, up. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if- of course you would say that. Then I got to think about you. Don't like, get away from me. Be you're happy. welcome. Oh, get away. Get away. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Farah. It's not I because mean, of you, damn it. <laughs> but at, at this point, you'll take what you'll take, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the very least, he did it. Did I make Jeff read this part and be like, this is how I would be if you died? Oh, man. He has had to hear about these books for so long. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's what he that's what he vowed to in his bed what he didn't know he didn't know he didn't know that this is what he was getting into me weeping over a wig because it was more more auburn than chestnut <laughs> <laughs> but i mean come on he had to have expected it the oh way. yeah he knew he, he knows what he was getting himself into and he always says i'm not too much you're just enough just enough and two handfuls of woman. <laughs> and that's just enough for my Jeffrey. Oh, boy. Oh, two handfuls. All right, we here. don't need to know your two bedroom. Two handfuls back here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'm Fair- upset, okay? I I'm know going through things. The coping mechanism. Thank you. Farah shuts her eyes and waits, not knowing what to expect. No one present seems to know if it will do any good, this ritual. And so she begins telling him their love story deep inside her mind, coaxing that tether to pull back, tells him about the first night she saw him on Colin Mai, tells him about their life together, the future they still need to have. And in return, a thud sounded. I opened my eyes, another thud. And then his chest rose, lifting my head with it. I couldn't move, couldn't breathe. And then Reese groaned. Oh! Her love brought him oh. back to life! And all their kernels, their little nuggy nugs of their senses of self. Although, I don't know, the way that he explains it, it seems like it didn't help. It didn't, he didn't need them. Man, I bet they'd be piazzed. Like, I gave my kernel? I gave you a nuggy nug? Hey, thanks for the kernel, sucker. <laughs> what are you, Sanders? <laughs> 13 ingredients in my fucking soul. They don't have KFC in oh. Prithian. Oh, that's why they're, they look so beautiful. Probably. <laughs> it's because they don't have any they don't tea bells. Yeah. Um, oh, and the relief, I felt. Okay, yes. I didn't really think she was going to kill him. But I was so worried we were going to end up with chapters and chapters of some future book waiting for the return. And I truly could not have handled it. No. And especially like even just thinking uh, like thinking of um, the bone carver. And I'm like, then what What was the bone carver doing the entire time? Just being a jerk. Just being a baby kid. Just for the kick. Just fucking with her, I guess. Yeah, man, I guess. I I'm so glad we did not get a whole book of Edward disappearing while Bella oh stares out a window. Oh my god! Wait uh, a second. 
Just wait a second. We did. She laid in the forest to die for the entire second book. Where is he? He's the one I love. (laughs) But the one I love isn't here. What do I do? I guess I'll fall in love with this other boy. Oh, my God, Twilight. I'm glad we didn't get that bad book. No, me too. Um. In true Reese form, his first words back are a bit sardonic. If we're all here, either things went very, very wrong or very right. Cassian's broken laugh cracked out of him. Feyre is afraid to even open her eyes as he greets all of the others and circling the two of them on the ground. Man, if they had to bang after a battle, think of the banging that has to happen. I'm surprised they don't start banging right here in front of everybody. Ugh. I'm just like immediately just like, give me, give it, get it out, get it out of his loincloth. Families there, you, you gotta wait a minute. I mean, they were still covered in the blood of war and they had sex with each other. That's true. I would choose that over, over in front of family though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, thank you. Yeah, you're <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I appreciate that. He lets the High Lords know they can relax, that he didn't take any of their power in his returning. Well, he's got to puke it up then. Give it back. Yeah, I don't see. In, they they don't explain if he just gave it back or what happened there. I don't know why. If we're not supposed to know or it doesn't really matter. What well, is it like that witch? <laughs> rabbit nose. I'm rabbit nosing. She makes that rabbit nose. Oh, are you talking about bewitched? bewitched. Yes. He rabbit noses it back, but I can't do that. Can you do it? Can you do it? Oh, you do it in a cute way. <laughs> I do it in more of a hobgoblin way. <laughs> I don't know how to move my nose cute. otherwise. Don't like you have, do I look like a rabbit? Yeah. Okay. Someone uh, give me a carrot. <laughs> I mean, I do the same thing when I try to wink, too, though. I wink with my whole face. <laughs> Very subtle. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's pretty sexy. It's one of my sexier things. <laughs> so, yeah, we don't know what, what he did with those kernels. No idea. No. Um, but he does tell them that he didn't take any of their power to get back. Seeing that Feyre hasn't opened her eyes yet, Reese gently lifts her to sitting and whispers, Stay with the High Lord. Finally, she wills her eyes open, and he tells her gently that it's all real, that he's here. And then he says he has a surprise. He pointed with a healed hand toward the cauldron. Someone fished dear Amrin out before she catches a cold. Where you got her? Spit her out. Give her back. Uh-oh, she's... What was that? <laughs> Is this she's like a tadpole. Oh, like a tadpole. She's like a sperm being oh, born. Okay. Let my love open the door. We were all shaped by spermies in the beginning of Loki's Oh, yeah, talking, Loki's right? talking. Isn't that the second one? Oh, is that the first one? I think it is the first one. That is a crazy opening. My love open the door. That's how I think I learned more about the like oh, about yeah. eggs and sperm from the opening of Loco's talking than I did in school. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, oh, they all like they trying all to get in, and then one of them has to get to the egg. Yeah, and then I got to be scared about this for most of my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's gonna just ruin most of your live life. in fear. Yeah, um, but really great visualization of it. Yeah. So thank you, Loco's talking, for teaching us more than any uh, eighth grade education ever dared to. And uh, I accept about the Scientology stuff. 
They were both Scientologists. Do you think that they squeaked that into Look Who's Talking? Do we need to rewatch Look Who's Talking and see if they like... But Scientology, we definitely should. Yeah, did they hide it into the movie? We definitely should check one. All right, I'll do a rewatch. Okay, fine. Um, Give us Amron. All right. And so what, Amron? You just exploded into flames? Yeah, dude. Varian gasps and runs to the cauldron. Can you imagine how excited Varian is? Oh, my God. Because everybody's love, he thought they were dead. Asmore and Varian pull a slippery Amran out of the cauldron. Oh, you think, yeah, she's like all covered in goop like in uh, Poltergeist. I think so. Yeah. As Reese explains that when his body was going to wherever their spirits go, he saw Amran there and he asked her if she'd like to come back with him. And so she did. But Feyre notes that the eyes that had always been reflecting the beast inside of her have now solidified into just plain gray. Do I have beasts inside of my eyes? <laughs> Can you see the beast? I, I see contact lenses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a.k.a. my beasts. Oh, that's where the beasts yeah, are. Yeah, that's where, yeah, I put my little, like, slide of beast so that I can see. And I say, thank you, beast, every time I can see something far away. We actually have very similar eye colors. I don't know if I've ever just... Yours is a little bit lighter brown. You never look in my eyes? I, I guess I Would should. Would you dare say my eyes are chestnut? Yes! Those are chestnut eyes. Whoa, so I've just been trying to find my own self. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Thank Red you, though, for going with book. me. I'm losing my mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, so her eyes have now just become plain gray, which, I mean, gray eyes are still pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. But now she is in a mortal body, at least compared to what she was. And as Amran smiled at me, I wondered if that had been her last gift. Her last gift is that she's mortal. She gave the beast away. She Man, she burned that beast out of her. I wish I just had like a little bit of beast. Like if I really needed beast, beast could come out and of then course. beast went away. Why wouldn't you want that? I guess it's like a tapeworm. <laughs> you know, it eats up some of the food that I'm eating. And I say, thank you, tapeworm. Don't and then we eat a tapeworm. It, we give it away. Don't eat a tapeworm anymore. That must have been like a part of diet culture at some it point. It was. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. actually getting tapeworms to yes. lose weight. I think you used to be able to get them in the mail. Ugh. I don't if know if I'm making that up. No, don't eat a tapeworm. <laughs> it's very it makes And then you very they say, sick. thank you, beast. Thank you, worm. And like, it's like, thank you, mood, every day. Aw. I miss him. I know. Thank you, worm. Thank you, worm. Thank you, worm. And it's like slimy. Slimy comes out and goes, yeah, welcome. Hi, designers. Uh, uh, where are we? The Archeron sisters, along with all the others, are now putting back the pieces of their minds, of their souls, of the world. They remain on the battlefield, and the sisters attend to their father, who, if you'll recall, was just murdered. He is dead. Quite dead. Daddy's dead. As the others sort through the aftermath of this war. Feyre has a hard time letting go of Rizan's hand, still unsure if this is all some sort of hallucination, that she has lost her mind back on the hill as he lay under her. But she knows that she must be with her sisters to go say goodbye to her father, and being alone with them seems to be of vital importance to her. I think if I had that almost death experience with Jeff, I think that I would sew my body to his so that he would never be without me, like on his back, again, like a Yoda. 
You might bleed out and both of you would just die again, though. But or together. as one, like, amorphous blob, like, wouldn't that be, like, cute? Aw. Mm. Blob. Yeah. You really... <laughs> and then we start, like, finding other people and we start sewing them to our bodies, Like in Evil Dead, uh, yeah. Rise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that scene is so cool. See Evil Dead Rise if you haven't. It's great. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say... Yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As they walk to retrieve their father and to go find his body, Feyre notes that nobody has picked up or done anything with the king's body and instead has left, been left for the animals and birds. Good. I say we spit on it. And they're going, I'll give you other kind of kernels. Spit kernels? Yeah. Um, piss kernels. <laughs> they're coming out in kernels. I think you need to drink more water. Which I do think is, like, the biggest fuck you you could do to, like, a body. Because you could say, oh, you'd string him up. But that's sort of also putting him in a high place where yeah. you just leave his body to rot. and to, be, Yeah, to be pecked apart. I mean, that's pretty much the, uh, That's a fuck you right there. Mm-hmm. She witnesses Nesta spitting a kernel onto his body. Thank you, Colonel. <laughs> then they reach, which is badass. I think just imagining Nesta and her leather spitting on the yeah, corpse. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty badass. Cool. Elaine places wild flowers around their father's head as they reach him and tells him she loves him. Nesta, after that last shocking interaction with her father, doesn't seem to have the words she's feeling and only stares. Elaine asks if they should pray, and as the humans in this world don't have such rituals, 
Feyre begins a prayer she heard once a very long time ago under the mountain. Mother holds you. May you pass through the gates. May you smell that immortal land of milk and honey. Flame ignited at my fingertips. Fear no evil. Feel no pain. My mouth trembled as I breathed. May you enter eternity. Again, we see a body honored through flame, which I guess is really how the, the, they show that in Prithian. And in an instant, he's only ashes on the wind. If you'll recall, that was uh, something that she heard at the very end of uh, Court of Thorns and Roses in that scene where she was forced to kill the, the, the innocents. Oh, yeah, man. Carved into her heart, those innocents she had to kill. <laughs> now burying daddy. Now burying papa. Good um, remembrance, though, because I don't think that in that scene I would remember something like a little ditty like this. I think it's because I've done nothing but read these books for eight months straight. Oh, no, I meant her. In oh. <laughs> You're praising me. But also praising you for remembering when it was from. Thank, thank you, Natalie. You. We thank the beasts. We thank the worms. We thank Natalie. Not thank necessarily in that order. Depends on the day and what they are doing. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair. But also thank you for the immortal land of milk and honey. Even though I'm sure that they want you to think it smells good, it's really hard for it. To, like in my brain, I think all the milk is being like mm. baked in the sun. Like it's like peanut butter and vagina. It's like peanut. It's like you know what it's like peanut butter and vagina, milk and honey. Every time I see that, I'm like like peanut butter and vagina. Yeah. Um, that's what, yeah, I I think it smells a little like peanut butter. Yeah, stuff. it's always those pictures of the milk baths. It's a very pretty picture, but I just, also I can think of is, I must really smell like milk in there. Yeah, man, just crusted milk. Mm. The sisters stay in place for a while in silence, only breaking when they hear steps behind them and find Lucian there, bloody but unharmed where he has come from the ships that he helped bring to the battle. So if you'll remember, Lucian arrived on the ships that appeared at the horizon at with the last Daddy. moment with Daddy. Feyre throws her arms around him and thanks him. And they quickly discuss Vasa and all the stories that Lucian must tell her. He teases Feyre, and they fall back perfectly into their sibling vibe. And then he gets serious. But Lucian again looked at that singed grass, and his blood-splattered face turned solemn. He was a good man, he said. He loved you all very much. And we do completely forgive him? We, like, forgive him for the whole life of difficulties? Or we, at this point, accept the fact that, like, he was having, like, a really rough mental time and that he just wasn't able to care for his children, but we forgive him. If I forgive think, him? I think if he got a whole armada together and killed, like died for them, then it's okay. That's what I would personally feel. Okay. Um, obviously, it's not. It's deeply traumatic, and then I don't know. There might be an entire book of somebody trying to process the death of this this father. But um, I do feel like at that point, he, you at least understand he did deeply love the the daughters. Yeah. Because the the feeling before would have been, I don't think he gives a shit about us. And yes. that's what would be kind of shitty and awful. Yes. But I do think this kind of shows he did but could not figure out how to pull himself out. 
of his depression. Okay, so we forgive. It's hard. I know, man. I know it. I I get it. Especially if I had three kids, like, screaming in hunger, I imagine it would probably push you even further into depression, and then you wouldn't be able to do anything about it. It's not like you can go get a script He can take, at this point, you know what I mean? Yeah, and also he can take a, a line from Gen Z where you weaponize your mental illness and go like, I'm, I need you to go to the forest because I feel inside my soul that yes. I'm sad. And go figure out how to hunt. I can't even teach you how to read, bitch. You gotta go hunt. And don't, and it's because you're you're getting upset with me for my mental illness. So you're the bad one. Yeah, so at least he wasn't doing that. It's okay. We should, we should cherish and respect each other's mental struggles. Yes, and we should be able to forgive and move on, Jackie. You need to not forgive, though. You're right. Is that how you feel in the moment you say, I'm not? I just feel like if I was in this situation, I'd need some therapy. Um, why haven't I called it that yet? I, yeah. And I think that if I could talk my way through it, I would be fine with it eventually. But also, I'm a Leo. It's hard for us to yeah. forgive and forget. Everybody's got their own feelings about this moment. Yes. Uh, obviously, it's going to be uh, deeply troubling no matter what you feel. Elaine sobs at Lucian saying that he was a good man and Nesta remains almost unblinking. And and it is this moment I do I do understand her her con- being conflicted about it all because he did I mean I feel like Feyre should be the most mad at him since he told her to like go oh get them yeah food in the forest. Yeah. But Nesta was furious with him for not helping the the daughters, which is also fair. Yes, but Nesta wasn't doing anything either to help. No, nothing. Um but she was also a child, so we can't be mad at her either. Yeah. And also, mommy, the more we learn about mommy, mommy was also a bitch. Yeah, she, uh, there's nothing good so far. And I do, I love a lot of fan theories about the mother's backstory and yes. we're going to learn more about yes. her. Um, but at this point, we know very little except that she had typhoid or something. Mm-hmm. I forget what, which sickness she had, but she was sick with a, with a, 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 a fever of some sort. Yes. Feyre begins to lead Lucian away from the spot where they just given rights, held rights over their father. I don't know what that's called. Then when yeah, you spoke there, give them the priest bit, the, the diddles, the doodles. Oh, I don't know if it's diddles. <laughs> I think that's a different priest. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Yeah. Um, and so as Feyre leads Lucian away, Elaine follows, but Nesta remains at the site of where her father lays, and it's just. I don't know what she does there. We don't we don't learn. No. She just, I think, stares and contemplates. I think she's doing a bit of thinking. She's probably spiraling. Mm. I may, I, maybe I'd imagine that. Mm. Uh, as they walk, Lucian debates about where he will go next. And after some prodding by Feyre, Elaine invites him to stay in Valaris. And it's oh, it's very cute, but also it is, I feel but really bad for Lucian, man. I know. It's not his fault. I, no. And it's that not, they're mated. Like, it's he's doing everything he can. He's trying to give her space. He's trying to, like, but be there. And, like, he doesn't want to abandon, but he doesn't want to be too much. And he doesn't want, like, he is stuck between a rock and a fucking yeah, lane right now. A rock and a lane, like, that's Yeah, for man. Sure. And also, like, I'm not mad at Elaine, I get it. It's not she doesn't she doesn't owe him anything, but also I feel I'm really not mad sad. about the mate part about Elaine. The other things sometimes well, I'm of a course. baby. I'm just a baby girl. Well that and also just the that fucking idiot, Grayson. 
But she, you know, we have all had been young and had the wool pulled over our eyes. Oh, we've all had a Grayson. Body. We've all had a Grayson. We've all had that human that's like, ooh. But in my case, there wasn't a Lucian uh, waiting no. around being like, uh, Madame. No, 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 no. If there were, I would, I would have gotten over Grayson pretty fast. Um, my Lucian came later in life. Oh, uh, when there wasn't a Grayson around, and that's yeah, fine. yeah, yep. That's Henry. I was talking about Henry. I I was waiting for you to say it because I was like, maybe there was another one. No, maybe no. Like, maybe there was something before Henry that I don't know about. No, no judgments. Henry. I know that you know, like I know that we all, of course, before you get married, your hymen grows back. That's what they don't tell you when you're planning the wedding. The hymen grows back, so that's why you have to have the big wedding if you want your hymen to grow back. Yeah, I can't. I actually think that would be something that would fly in the wedding industry, and and it would pe- get people to spend more money on a wedding. Oh yeah, if they thought that it could go back and if I could turn back time and time. Not everyone even has a hymen. Hymen virginity is is actually it's a sort really, of an illusion. Oh yeah, it's all it's a whole thing. Although um, I thought that there was a 90 Day Fiance, I realized she was saying that she won, she was doing a reconstruction to make her, like because she had given birth multiple times, that she got a reconstruction to make her pussy tighter. I'm sorry, her vulva tighter. Mm. I shouldn't say pussy in this context. No. Um, to make her vulva tighter. But at first I thought she was asking to have her hymen like put back in place. And I was like, can they do that? What? That is the most uncomfortable. If you do have a hymen, you know the first time you have sex, it hurts and you bleed. Yes. Why would you want that again? (laughs) You know, for the illusion, man. If you could turn back time. There's nothing appealing about a 40-something virgin. Maybe, yeah, then they're they're clean. They're like a cork board without any holes in it. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't believe any of the things mm. I was just saying. <laughs> Satire. Satire. We, we see, we need this for everything, not just in good food, because now in good food, we have, every time we yell satire, it's going to be a screen that comes up. It's a satire. <laughs> I'm like, I think I need that in every part of my life. It's satire. You have to need that Reddit thing where it's like the slash S. Yes. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> but if I start saying slash S, uh, that means it's time for me to go into an early grave. Yeah, no, you have to walk into the ocean. <laughs> um, so, but then eventually Elaine does at the uh, sort of prodding of Farah say, you can come stay with us in Valaris. Um, and as they get to their camp, Farah leaves the other two, hoping that maybe they'll actually say words to each other. But she doesn't know. No, she's laying going, <laughs> and him going, oh, oh like he's nice. talking to a toddler, pretending mm. he understands what she's saying. Wow. Is that, that a poem? Wow. Um, so she leaves the two of them and goes back to the, the tents. And she's relieved to ver- find Reese still very much alive, though he's very he's wiped out. Probably coming back from the dead is tiring. I guess. And he's laid down on some cushions. And then he sees the legendary Miriam. Uh, that's my name. Is there as well as Prince Dracon. 
So chapter 79 starts with Feyre becoming acquainted with this duo she's heard so much about but hasn't really uh, spent any moments of time with and observes their easy nature between the two of them, both as between the two of that couple and as well as their their easygoing nature with Rizan, like their old friend. Yes, and they must bang like animals, right? They have to. Yeah, I'm sure. All I could think of is like, oh, if I had that kind of time... You're just like out on this island and you're you're separated from everybody else and you have your own little like hood that you created. It's like all the people you want to be there. And it's like a resort. It's like an old folks home, but for fucking on an island. Yeah, it's like sexy and on an island. Yes. I think that's what our future of uh, old folks home should be like. I can't wait to go to an old folks home. <laughs> they, like I, you know, we talk to like the older gen- generation right now. They're all so scared of going to old folks homes. And I'm just like, put me in a spot where we're all banging. There's salsa, le- like salsa lessons. And then I can like not grab on, but also like kind of like give like a, a butt, a tug, like a tug. And give him a wink and be like, I'm just old. And you'll be able to get away with so much more. Like, oh, it's cute because she's old. Oh, it's cute. You know, it's not harassment. It's yeah. just, she's just being cute. Yeah. Isn't that cute what she does? Yeah. And then we all, I don't know, we have like, we do jazz hands and like. Yeah, you sit on, we, you remember the movie Beaches when her mom is in retirement and she's sitting on the beach? Yeah. Mm, it's just great. Please. Uh, yeah, I think that's a great investment for Gen X and, and millennials and Gen Z. Fun old forward. folks homes. Yeah, like badass, banging ass old folks Let's homes. start making them now. We got to start making them now. Got to start building for the future. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help. And yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Feyre immediately feels a kinship with Miriam. They all, do you know, do you think Rizan and Dracon and Miriam like, yes. ever once, you yeah. know, like at a pleasure hall were like, you want? The way that they were talking about like how like easy they all get along. They have all had sex with each other. And right now Rizan's no like happened. laying out on like pillows on the ground with his shirt open. And you're like, you know, they've all Oh, they've all fucked. In all these generations, again, when they were talking about like even just like at the meeting that they were all at, there is no way that there hasn't been just some drunken night when you're like, eh? Why not? We live forever. I would have had sex with everybody. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we in the book we have coming up soon, we get a little bit more of a glimpse into their their past. And it, it is a horny ass book. Oh, about Surrey oh yeah. Ooh. Um, so. Favorite learns that in this discussion when they're when they're first all getting acquainted with each other, they talk about the battle and she learns that they, in fact, did not end up killing Jurian. Which is good, brave. It is good. Uh, then Feyre has a question for the couple. Would they be willing to hide an object of terrible power on their secret island? Just like a quesh. Just like a silly little quesh. Object of terrible power on your secret island? <laughs> She's talking about the cauldron. Oh, so course. does that mean you get to go to the fuck island? Yeah. Is that why you dressed up like the cauldron? It wasn't, but I maybe subconsciously. Yeah, was. I think so too. It's just me. I'm a terrible object. Probably want to take me over to the Can island. Take me with you to your fuck island. I will. The answer is yes. Yay! Uh, and without any hesitation, they agree to do so. I think they feel guilt about not arriving sooner to help, and that's when you use guilt that's when you utilize mm-hmm. their shame yes for your needs yes they tell Faison that they will take them they will take it with them on one of their ships when they leave then Feyre tells them that before they leave she would like them to be present for a meeting okay is it a lunch meeting <laughs> you would hope they would at least have snacks something at least some sort of like like sex pool or you know Oh, pool or snacks? Yes. Or both? Pool or snacks or both. Well, we were talking about this yesterday. We were talking about having more pool meetings. I think mm-hmm. that there should be more pool meetings. There should be more lunch meetings. Yes. I, I think, why have a meeting just be a meeting when there can be eating? Well, you know, LPN's holding McNeely will just make it a lunch meeting where he'll eat smelly food without anybody else uh, agreeing to have lunch at the meeting. And he goes, it's lunchtime. It's a lunch meeting. It's a lunch meeting. So if it is at noon, expect him to be eating Mm. during the meeting. Yep. Exclusively holds an eating. And last time he ate tandoori chicken, and we're all just sitting there, which is very like, close quarters, just like rubbed up against each other. And I'm like, and he's just like, <laughs> like was sitting next to a piggy at a trough. Yep. Lunch meetings, though, everybody's got to have them. I think so. Uh, just a day later, after they are all having this discussion in the tent. This meeting she has called for is commencing. They've chosen to hold it at the ruins of the Archeron estate, mostly because they're in the middle. They don't really want to hold it in the middle of a death-filled battlefield, and they're all right there because they're close to the Archerons right now. If you recall, Hybern had set up really close to her village. Yes. So they're in the human lands. Pharaoh's village! They're down here somewheres. 
And it also probably it looks really badass to hold a meeting in the ruins of a mansion. Like, it probably looks pretty... Oh, the backdrop, I'm sure, looks unbelievable, but also, like, kind of scary and, like, these are dire times. Yeah, you'd want to do it in ruins. You don't want to just do it in some, like, what, are you going to go all the way back to one of their castles? Yeah, exactly. And as the sun set and my family's half-ruined estate became filled with high lords and princes, generals and commanders, humans and fae... She's still taken aback at them all existing in this space. Everyone comes, even Tamlin. And it's over the course of like an afternoon into an evening, they slowly all file into this building and she just cannot believe they're all there. As she notes Lucian there in full Illyrian leathers, Tamlin looks at him with disgust. And Lucian, like she can see Lucian feeling shame and guilt and... She can't obviously have the conversation, but it, it wasn't, like, pointed. Like, Lucian just didn't have any clothes. <laughs> yeah. But Tamlin sees him in his, you know, Illyrian night court attire. And, and just feels like he's a turncoat, which, mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of was to Tamlin. Like, not to—I mean, I, for us, like, for the right side, but, like, in Tamlin's eyes, he straight up turned his back on him and like we're happy for it and i mean he did deserve it yes but yeah i'm sure it doesn't like he did feel good to him no and lucian's like sorry uh and then pharaoh's just like well this is gonna have to be a discussion for them to have another day except tamlin is also like mad at him because he's mated to elaine and that's not his like i feel like that that's also part of his upset too of like oh and now you're a part of the archeron family and it's like that's not his fault no Tamlin's anger is very juvenile a lot of the time. It's an immature form of rage, generally. So that makes sense that he would be just mad about something that nobody can control. Yeah. He's just mad. I'm just mad. So it takes a couple hours for everyone to arrive. And even dumb old sentient mop Grayson's there. Great. The last to arrive is the cursed Vasa who Feyre now sees is in her human form for the first time she's gotten a Gandron. This woman, because if you recall, she showed up as a bird to the fight. Very helpful in that moment, being cursed. Her unbound hair was a reddish gold, thick dark lashes and brows framing the most stunningly blue eyes I'd ever seen. Beautiful, her freckled skin golden brown and gleaming. Only a few years older than me, but... Young feeling, cultish, fierce and untamed, despite her curse. Yeah, she sounds hot. She sounds hot. Oh, yeah, young feeling, you don't say? (laughs) Not that part. (laughs) How young feeling is she? It's like like golden brown freckled skin and blue eyes sounds really hot to me. Yes, no. And and also cultish seems like she's just like, I like cultish as a way to describe like fierce and untamed is like a sexy. She's a manic pixie dream girl. I'm like, oh, is she going to turn into a firebird? She's a little bit of a Zoe Dash. Oh, yes, she is. We're just like, what's going to happen with this firebird? I hope she doesn't pull a ukulele out. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, and she starts singing and like, we're like, oh, it's so old school of her. (laughs) I um, think I am in love with the description of this woman, though. Yeah. Completely. We're going to, I feel like we're going to see a lot more of her. In later books, Vasa asks Feyre if she's Feyre Cursebreaker. No, I'm just the I'm regular Feyre. 
<laughs> such a bitchy response. Yeah, uh, oh, well, you friggin' dick. No, I'm Julia Curse-Breaking. <laughs> After Feyre confirms that she is, Vasa asks her if she can break the curse that's been laid over her by the queens. The queens, of course, having sold her to Kushki. Mm-hmm. She is a no-nonsense kind of lady, this Vasa. I mean, if I had to turn into a bird half of the day, I'd be like, can we, like, can, like let's get let's this done? <laughs> Feyre tells her she doesn't know, but she can try. Vasa agrees that they will discuss all of this that's happened later. is a bit nervous as those last few appear, but having Reese by her side, breathing and warm, is enough to spur her forward. Towards the room where they're all gathered... Nesta begins to walk away, but Feyre stops her. Says, you are coming, aren't you? Join me. She's all in a friggin' tizzo, man. Her brain's all just made out of gack right now. Oh, gack. Yeah, man. Man, what a dumb thing to give to kids to be like, throw it against the wall. It won't stain anything. And it just stained everything. Wasn't my problem at the time. (laughs) Our poor parents. We were just given slime to put everywhere. Flom. Remember Flom? Oh, I remember Flom. I just remember like uh, being like, this feels weird in my mouth as straight up my mom was like, don't eat it. What did you think kids were going to do? Of course I'm going to put it in my mouth. It's got all these little bulls in it. And I want to see what it feels like inside of my mouth. It's like a silica packet. So get back at you. Never can eat those. You can't eat those either. And yet you're going to give me fun dips. You're going to give me fun dips. You're going to give me rock candy. But then you tell me I can't eat a silica packet. (laughs) You would be disappointed if you did, though. Sure. I think you'd get pretty sick. I think you also just wouldn't taste good going down. Yeah. No, 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 no. But maybe just for a second, you'd feel like infinity as those little gel bursts Mm, in your mouth. Maybe. Oh, the escapism of candy. <laughs> um, so Feyre, because Nessa acts like she's not going to be a part of this meeting. She doesn't even know why Feyre really wants her to be there. But this is a sort of a, um, I don't know, almost a sisterly loving sort of moment. She mm-hmm. says, I, I would like for you to for, for you to come. After consideration, Nesta takes Feyre's hand. Whoa. And they walk together in the room. It's holding all the leaders of Prithian and beyond. I feel like that was the same way everybody felt while I was doing the VR during the 12-hour subathon, and Henry came behind me and held my hands, and I was like, don't let go of me. And everyone got to see in person the most Henry and I have ever touched. Yeah, no, I felt a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, I was. That's when you know I'm really scared, the fact that I accepted my brother's touch. I don't think I've ever seen you, like, touch hands before. No, that was that was really big. That, that's why I feel like this is, a, a like, a Nesta Feyre moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, like, you all saw Henry and I touch more than we've ever touched in our entire lives um, in one go. Yeah. Yeah, in Nessa, it is it is a little like also, oh, God, what's Nessa going to do? Like, I don't trust that she's just gently holding Feyre's hand. No, I don't trust, man. <laughs> this is all not trusting at this point. I mean, Reese just died, but not died. Like, what's going Like, who do we trust? Who's a turncoat? Who's not a turncoat? But silence settled. Reese nudged me forward, a hand brushing the small of my back as I took a step past him. I lifted my chin, scanning the room, and I smiled at them, 
the humans and Faye assembled here, in peace. My voice was clear and unwavering. My name is Feyre Archeron. I was once human, and now I am Fay. I call both worlds my home, and I would like to discuss renegotiating the treaty. Favor begins this collective. She's the leader here by sharing her story from the beginning to now. All that's happened since she shot a fay with an arrow in the forest those years ago. And I guess, you know what, it, it would be nice for a recap as someone that like, even though I reread it, I still read the recaps just to remind me of every single chapter. And I think this is great because they don't have Google. No. What about for everybody that, like, missed some stuff in between? It's like, you know what? Thank you for the recap, Vera. I didn't know we were about to get it, but thank you so much for starting at the very beginning. (laughs) And then I fell in love with him, and then I was like, but you're mean to me. But then I was like, do I love him? Do I not love him? Like, I imagined her going beat by beat, where then it's like, it's just like hours later, everyone's like, kind of falling asleep. Just like, is the meeting over yet? And then he taught me to write a little bit, but like, when he was teaching me to write, it was like, kind of flirty. And I was like, is he flirting with me? me? Oh, my God, I'm taking it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she does. She tells them all to right until they walk right into this room. She goes right up until the Mm storyline when they are all there and together. And then human and after human and Faye after Faye step forward to tell their stories, to lodge complaints about things that would happen in the future to share concerns and all I can think of is again man I hope they had snacks I hope they had snacks is it a lunch meeting you know what I used to make fun of Holden but now I kind of understand if lunch is going to be a part of the meeting doesn't it make the meeting better sometimes if it's an hour probably don't need to have a full meal but if they're having a 12 13 14 hour meeting here they better have something Something. yeah i need something at least like sparkling water (laughs) please there is much arguing and debate but everyone stays until the end of the night which Feyre notes and thinks is probably a good sign it's not like they've resolved things or fixed it or figured out what they're doing in the future but nobody stormed out and yes. winnowed away with their people no one had a lightning fight like no one had so many you different know, kinds of just, fights could have happened oh yeah scary because remember last time they had a meeting like this they all had bets on who was going to get into fisticuffs first so this is a good step for yeah, everybody I think so Thera watches the hordes begin to leave as the sun rises and senses Jurian standing behind her as she watches the others. Imagine him just staring at the back of her head and we just turn around and be like, hey, Jesus Christ, get away from me. Hey, Thera. Hey. (laughs) Um, She asks what he's going to do now because he's not actually creeping behind her. He's also just behind her watching. He's just standing there. He's just standing there. And he says that Vasa has offered him a place in her court. But until the curse is broken, it doesn't really matter. As they stand there watching the others, do you think we stand a chance? I asked, motioning to the human figures still walking far away, back toward the camp. Of peace between all of us? Jurian was silent for a long moment. Yes, he said softly. I do. And I didn't know why, but it gave me comfort. So we learn in this scene that he and Vasa and maybe some others we'll find out are kind of just, they don't really have courts anymore. 
and they're the, all going to start. I mean, I'd like to assume so, but Why they're not? at least going to go shack Think of up how together. hot Massa is, right? Mm. And we know Jurian is hot as well. So I'm just saying, when in bird. <laughs> oh, do you think they fuck when she's in bird form? Yeah. Ew. I mean, I don't want to have sex with a bird, okay? No. But I would have sex with a fire bird. Hmm. And maybe it's just because I dressed up as one. And maybe like I'm thinking on, of me dressed as a firebird. It would depend on how humanoid the bird was. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking it's like ma- actually made out of fire. You don't think that would hurt? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think it would be kind of scary. I don't take you as a pain kind of No, girl. I'm not. I'm, I'm very, I'm soft. I'm very soft. Um, but maybe you're right. Maybe the fire would be like a fun. I don't know. Those. I don't know if you ever tried those fire and ice condoms. They're not great. No, I haven't. I haven't. I get scared of all that kind of stuff. I'm like, what are you gonna put? What are you putting inside of me? What kind of squeeze you got on it? I say, I'll say, I've never done it intentionally, but sometimes that's what's available. Oh and yeah, and then you're just like, oh, it's not pleasant. Who likes that? I don't that, want icy hot oh, on my vagine. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Oh, it's burning in there? Cool. No. In the same way that old Seventeen magazines used to say, put Altoids in your mouth if you're giving a blowjob. And that is just, at least, and I'm not saying it's not everybody's jams, but at least you got to let them know that you're doing it. You de- And like, in, I just remember old, like, Seventeen, you used to, like, and Cosmos be like, surprise him with Altoids in your mouth. Like, never surprise. Always communicate. You know, looking back at those, a lot of those advices, not good advices. No. <laughs> um, and so they all disperse from this, the, the palace, the, uh, the manor that no longer exists there, the rubble. A few days later... At the night court, they winnow back to Valaris, back to the townhouse. The one they didn't know if they would ever see again. Oh. They're all together again, the inner circle. As they appear, one by one, Feyre marvels that she can still hear children laughing outside. Which is creepy in a lot of contexts, but not this one. <laughs> 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 she said... Ch- uh, Just a regular child laughing. <laughs> Jack in the box now. No, this is a happy. There's it's still happy. people just yes. living. Because you remember, she heard when she first was winnowed to Valaris and she was in that dark state and was she thought the night court was going to be like this horror place. And then she hears the first thing she hears is children playing outside. Mm-hmm. That she's back here now, that this is now her home and that it's so. Much the same as before they left for battle, not tainted by what they had just gone through. And even though we had all bathed as we stood there, there was a grime to us, like the blood hadn't entirely washed off. And I realized the home was indeed the same, but we, perhaps we were not. Amarin grumbles about how she's not going to be able to live off of blood anymore, and that she's kind of bummed about it. Welcome back to food, Amarin. Think of how good that food is there. She's she's not. She likes blood. I guess if you were only eating blood for how many centuries, you probably would be just like, I don't want to eat a roast beef. Yeah, right. I guess it'd be like if we suddenly had to start drinking blood for food. Yeah. Like, I wish that I could have pizza. Yeah, I want a pizza. (laughs) 
Cassian teases her, and then they they kind of go back again with their they're immediately back in their familial teasing one another, and then both of them turn their fo- focus onto Nesta, who has winnowed back with them, but is already making to go upstairs, not staying with the rest of the group who are all joking and joshing with each other. She almost seems to want to be away from them all. It's so sad, too, because, like, I feel like we had been getting more Nesta. Like, Nesta mm-hmm. had gotten more comfortable. And then with all this shit going on, now she's going to, like, pull away again. It's like, mm-hmm. man, we were just so close She just to stood being with them. friends. She just stood with them in that circle before the battle and hold, held their hands. Yes. She, she contributed to the battle. She held fucking Feyre's hand, but she's already spiraling outward. You know, she. I get it. Look, I get it. She's going through something. But it sucks. She hasn't really even spoken very much since the battle itself. The others begin a banter, hoping to engage Nesta, but she doesn't smile or merge with the group. Sensing that the sisters might need a moment together, the others leave to search out some celebratory wine. Hell yeah. As they leave, Feyre reminisces about the note she gave to Lucian earlier to hand to Tamlin. It says, thank you. I hope you find happiness, too. Man, okay, think of being in Tamlin's position. You happy you received that note, or are you pissed that you received that note? Oh, I mean, furious. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, he deserves it, but also, like, that is passive-aggressive as well, I think. That is, uh, that's why, like, I feel like she's doing it in this way of, like, See, I'm doing what's right. Like, nah, bitch. I don't think you think you're doing what's right. And maybe, like, maybe subconsciously you're doing this in a passive-aggressive way, but there's some passive aggression there. Yeah, good. I'm. uh, You have such a great time. Mm, Like, have such a good summer. Mm, I hope you find it too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That's bitch note right there, bro. But at, at the surface, it, she means it in her heart. She does. She does. She still... I oh, wouldn't. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that he did give her the colonel. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get, get, give me that colonel. That would have turned him into pure villain at yes. that point. But the, again, Shades of Grey. This is why, like, all through all of these books, Tamlin goes up and down. Like, I'm ne- we never... You know, as Faebes, we don't forgive. We will never forgive Tamlin for him being away. But there's but shades of gray. Well, what are you, Amaran's clothes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like the other bitch's eyes. Eh, hey, no beasts. Eh, hey, no beasts, no beasts, only gray. <laughs> she still openly feels anger towards him, but knows yes. that there is good inside of him. So I wished him well. I truly did. And hoped that one day, one day perhaps he would face those insidious fears, that destructive rage rotting away inside him. So, I said to my sisters, what now? Nesta immediately turns and leaves the room. Well, all right. <laughs> Thanks for that, Nesta. So it's not, Nessa's not doing great. So she, as soon as like Pharaoh tries to have this like nice little powwow with her sisters and like discuss what they're going to do, Nessa just sort of uh, doesn't even give a response and starts to walk upstairs. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Thanks. Elaine nervously watches and says that she doesn't think that Nessa has, Nesta has processed what happened with their father. And Pharaoh agrees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaine wants to know if they should help her. Feyre says they will one day when she's ready. And that might be a little bit of foreshadowing. Ooh, uh, 
What's gonna happen? We're gonna have to find out in our next sexy book soon. The next book's not s- sexy, really, but no, the one after not. that is. We just got. It is the fifth book, man. The fifth book. Woo, 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 woo. I've been reading. I, I'm obviously rereading it again for like the seventh time for this show, and uh, I'm not mad about it. Nah, man. Real excited about where we're headed. <sighs> Though Nesta is in turmoil. There seems to be a lightness in Elaine that maybe she'll even be able to round this curve and leave the past behind her a little bit. Maybe even fucking stupid Grayson will get out of here. Mm. She smiles and tells Feyre that she'd like to plant a garden. Good. Oh. oh. Wow. Okay, you, want, you want a pretty flower? Yeah, you're going to make, you're going to dig big holes, aren't you, Elaine? <laughs> Um, that is how I would speak to her if I was Feyre. At least she's just not like staring. Yeah, at least know? there's a little bit. We're getting a little bit more from her, right? It's like that's why it's like we should nourish the fact that she wants to plant a garden. That's good. She had a smile. Yes, that's a good thing. You know, she's like kind of on this plane of reality mm-hmm. just for more than three minutes at a time. So that's a plus. Good. As this book rounds out, we get something new. We get a chapter from Rizan's perspective. Though it's still again in first person, which I think is a nod to the point that they can see into each other's minds. Mm -hmm. It's mostly experiencing what he's going through of his rebirth, his rebirth from this point, like that he can hardly believe he's back with his family. That he can hear them laughing in the other room. That he's kind of stunned that he's not dead. Talk about another person that needs therapy. This I you <laughs> die and you come back and then you have to like deal with like who am I? Am I the same person? Am I like do do I have the same wants and needs as Dead Rezond does? Like I feel like I'd be going through quite a bit. Yeah, and he kind of is. Um, this chapter really is just him experiencing. The, the the aftermath of all of this. He he's wa- he's listening and watching from far away almost, and he he's listening to his mate here, safe and whole. And Cassian and Azriel, however, find him. They they come into the room where he's standing and pull him out of his thoughts, as bro- his brothers would do. Mm-hmm. They know him almost better than anyone, and they want him to accept it's okay, that they're all okay, and to come urging him forward to celebrate with their family. Chapter 82 returns to Pharaoh's point of view. She's walking up to where Rizond sits on the roof of the townhouse. So this is later on after they've all been celebrating. And he's up on the townhouse looking over at Valaris. He's not drinking or, or sorrowful. He's just watching his city. She comes around, and as she sits in his lap, he laughs as he looks at her. The shop ladies gave it to me for free, as thanks for saving them from Highburn. Maybe I should do it more often if it gets me free lingerie. For I indeed wore that pair of red, lacy underthings beneath a matching red nightgown that was so scandalously sheer. It showed them off. You know what, Natalie? So yesterday I saw Natalie, and she said, you're going to be so surprised by my costume tomorrow. And I for ha- and I was like, what are you going to be dressed as? 
thought I was going to come I, lunch I, break. I, know, but I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not. I, w- I don't want to judge you. Like, I don't want to shame you. If that's what you decided to show up in, like, I'd understand. But for that is what went through my brain of, like, Sarah, she's going to wear It's going to be real uncomfortable for poor Ryan. Jess, you're going <laughs> to love what I'm wearing tomorrow. <laughs> As you stared into my chestnut eyes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Whatever you say, ma'am. Uh, no, I don't know if I could uh, pull that. I don't know. I don't. I think that I could not sit here and do a recording in not, lingerie. Not, not thinking about shifting around constantly. It's difficult enough wearing a corset as my breasts just pool into the center. <laughs> um, but this is a reference to that that memory or that. That fantasy that Rizan sort of piped into her head before they had ever kissed or anything, where she's walking away from him and she's imagining herself in that shop wearing the red lacy under things, and then she realizes it's Rizan's yes. doing it to her. They luxuriate in this moment of peace as they talk about what will come. He tells her that he heard her when he had died. She tenses at just talking about the death and tells him she can't ever feel that again. He agrees that the way he felt under the mountain, which is how he felt the same because she died under the mountain, he knows what she felt. He says it's unacceptable ever again. When it's time to go there, I said quietly, we go together. It's a bargain, he said and kissed me gently. I murmured back onto his lips. Yes, it is. The skin on my left arm tingled. A lick of warmth snaked down it. I looked down to find another tattoo there, the twin to the one that had once graced it, save for that black band of the bargain I'd made with Briaxis. He'd modified this one to fit around it, to be seamlessly integrated amid the whorls and swirls. He tells her that he missed the old tattoo. So now both of her forearms are covered in Illyrian markings. This is dumb. Uh, listen, we'll talk I'm saying about it. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's a dumb decision. It's a dumb thing they've made together. I think it's dumb. It's a very teenaged. It is like what? Vowel. What in the Romeo and Juliet? I'm sorry, Romeo plus Juliet. Thank please, thank you. What are we talking about here? You're going to make a bargain that if one dies, the other one has to die as well. That's so stupid. Also, it's just like not fair to their court. Yes, it's not fair. <laughs> like, like they're leaving them so fucked. Especially if she is a high lady of the night court and she's supposed to be just as regarded as he is. Who's going to run it? Elaine Who's going to run it. Is Elaine going to be the high lady of Valaris? Talking about like I know that's supposed to be like oh it's cute. This makes me the most angry of anything that happens in any of the books. It is a dumb decision, and all of I will say to to their benefit, all of the inner circle is that's their response. What the fuck did you do that for, you idiot? Idiots. Um, but they did it. So I guess we can say like their love and lust for one another overrides anything else, which is technically romantic, but also very childish. But what? So. (laughs) You're supposed to be running a whole court. I know. I'm with you. Um, But so she looks down and she sees that he has the matching one now on his own left arm without the hand markings. 
She brings her arms, now completely covered in markings, around his neck. I mean, badass. I'm sure I mean, she looks very great. sexy. Like, don't, yeah, very, very sexy. Um, they could have just said, like, if one of us dies, the other one will be really sad forever. I you promise. Know? I promise. And he promises to go with her on the next adventure and all the rest. And suddenly, they're airborne. Reese taking them into the sky over Valaris. Faber marvels at the city that she now calls hers and notes that there are, there's still scars there from Highburn. She knows that they will have work to do, but in this moment, she's savoring just being here with her mate. And don't worry, she's also thinking about painting. Oh, thank God. You mean the real Feyre has come back? Mm-hmm. Reese leveled out, sent a thought into my mind, and grinned broadly as I summoned wings. He releases her, and she gets her wings working after a few adjustments, and then they're flying next to each other. She's flying at his side. Reese fell into flight beside me, and when he smiled at me again as we sailed through the stars and the lights and the sea-kissed breeze, when he showed me all the wonders of Valaris, the glittering rainbow, a living river of color beneath us, when he brushed his wing against mine, just because he could, because he wanted to, and we'd have an eternity of nights to do this, to see everything together. A gift. All of it. Fiend! Fiend. How do we feel? King of Highburn, dead. Daddy, dead. <laughs> Reese, dead, brought back to life. Amorin dead, brought back to life. Amorin dead, brought back to life. Arab in the past, dead, brought back to life. We're fine with Tamlin right now. And we are going into for, the fourth book, which is the shortest book, but also arguably a book where, you know, not a lot happens. <laughs> Don't spoil it. <laughs> um, I will say I do enjoy that the book that we'll be coming into is a non um, we're not in the middle of a crisis. No, because then you get to, it, actually it's where like characterizations blossom mm-hmm. because like we've seen them in times of tense and strife and war. So what is their life outside of this? And mm-hmm. we get to explore that in the next book, which I'm really excited about. I am too. And, even and we're though- one step closer to the nest edge and I'm about to break. Oh, I'm about to do something else. Uh-oh. Um. So, yeah. It is. I do. I'm glad it's there, though, because I. It's very sad to get to the end of this book because the 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 way that the books are structured is going to change from here. But it was nice that this isn't the actual goodbye because this could have been the end of the whole series. Oh yes, because it is. I mean, you're happy. It's like they're in Valaris. They're flying together. She has got her wings. They're fucking all the time. She's got family. Her sisters are fine. They're fine. They're fine. Um, we'll find out more about them. But there's all of these other loose ends. And, and I think SJM has said in an uh, interview before that she didn't really intend to have this be this huger world. But every time she built the, this world around Feyre that it got bigger and bigger and she got really curious about the other characters' lives. And so she started writing about them more. And I think most people are really happy about that because – I'm really happy about it. Yeah. I do want to know so many of the other people's stories. Yes. Thank you for your curiosity, SJM. Yeah. Thank you for being curious and using your imaginations. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, this is it. We finished it. We finished it. We finished it. The big bad book. The big bad book. We finished it. Actually, I think the fifth book is much bigger. Yes. I think yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. 900 pages or yeah, something. It's, it's throbbing, you might say. It's, yeah, it's swollen. <laughs> Uh, Ugh, can't wait to get swollen. Yep. Getting swole with per- my sister. <laughs> yes. Aw, but not a weight shall be lifted. I promise not to wear lingerie to any of the episodes. I also promise. And this is a cute promise. Should we have, should we get the ink just formed on our? Yeah. Yep. We both promise not to wear any lingerie. Hey, babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.